0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mm.
1: Hello and welcome to Simon's Cake Games Podcast, a video game podcast, episode 49. On Simon's Cake Games, we sometimes talk about one or two games, and include spoiler and non-spoiler sections. My name is Camille, I am your host, and I am joined by Joe and our time-traveling friend, Adrian.
2: Woo! Hello from the future or the past, I don't know where I am right now.
1: Nice. And our game of discussion is going to be Cuphead. Woo! 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 Um, it's This is probably going to be like a very exciting podcast just because this game is very unique so i am very pumped to talk about it let's do it um so getting into the game details it was released in september of 2017 and the artist is chad moldenhauer i believe that's right um the writer is evan skolnick and the composer is christopher madigan um shout out for christopher madigan because he is a canadian Residents, so i mean yeah. represent
2: <laughs> yeah i know actually i think um i don't know if i, I think they got uh, like part of a uh, like a media grant or something to um to be able to uh, compose the game or do something with the game i just know that it's uh like very well regarded like even um uh justin trudeau or prime minister uh even tweeted about it uh when he came back uh when he When it released and when it uh, broke, I think it was like a million copies sold, uh, basically congratulating uh, the team on the success.
1: That's amazing. Nice. Yeah. So the genre is a run-and-gun and and platformer game, and the mode is single-player and multiplayer. So getting into the non-spoiler section... um, We kind of start with the platform, how many hours did you put into the game, and the mode. And for Joe and I, we both played on Xbox One. Um, It was about a rough 15 hours to completion, and then me and Joe played together, so multiplayer mode for us.
3: It was a rough, rough 15 hours, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Yeah,
1: emphasis on, on the rough, for sure. So, um, yeah, what about you, Adrian? What did you What do you play it on, and how many hours and all that?
2: I, I play a little bit on the Xbox, uh, not as much as I uh, would have liked to, because I think the uh, Xbox One controller would have probably helped me better uh, to play the game. Uh, however, I play it mostly on PC using a uh, Xbox 360 controller, which is still a great controller, but mine is very old. Yes. It's kind of like, you know, all over the place now, and um, I think, uh, like, Sometimes some of the bottoms don't really register. So I knew I was jumping uh-huh. and I wasn't jumping. So I'm going to blame the <laughs> controller like a true gamer Very nice. and say, fuck that shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. And then you obviously played solo, correct?
2: Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, have anyone to play with. Uh, not that I like... Playing these kinds of games with uh, people. Uh, I have a yeah. very bad experience playing Shovel Knight co op, and I'm not doing that again. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, this game definitely tested mine and Joe's patience. with one <laughs> Oh, there,
3: yeah, I could say that again. Holy crap.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. And then for difficulty, we tried basically regular for every level, right? Did we ever? We did regular, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we went to the easy mode, but. Um, yeah, about, yeah no, I
2: never use easy mode either. That's that's for chumps.
1: <laughs> so how we picked this game or got into it was, um, I'm sure like everyone else, the E3 in 2014. Um, it was obviously just a gorgeous game. The idea seemed completely new and um, very original and also very nostalgic for our generation because i remember watching lots of cartoons that looked like this this era um and style so for me it was like a obvious call to (laughs) to me and to my generation um so that gained that gained so much uh respect for me alone and i'm like i'm definitely gonna play that game and then we waited like a million years but it was worth the wait i think
3: oh yeah for sure it was uh there was like that sizzle reel of Xbox Indies, as, as the story famously goes, where they just showed indie after indie after indie, and of course this is the only one that stuck out. Because mm. right. everyone like went back like, "Holy crap, what is that game? Go back to that!" Like, because no one knew anything about it. It was just two seconds of yeah. footage in a you know carousel of games for indies that they were showing off. Um, but I, I don't know if you want to get into more about that because I can.
1: Yeah, if you want to, if you have something to say, <clears throat> go ahead.
3: Well, the game was supposed to just be a boss rush, boss rush mode, and I guess they kind of, like M Studio MDHR kind of built and expanded upon that because they they, I guess people were asking like, oh, it's just a boss rush mode, so shouldn't there be just more to it than that? Yeah.
1: Well, I actually I don't know I don't know what's true and what's not, but I did see something while researching a little bit about the game that that they because everyone had a lot of praise for this game the developers or the brothers wanted to add more to it so they added more levels and more um, like a little bit more for you to do in the game so it wasn't just a a bush a bush boss rush game because they wanted Bush to push rush is good too yeah so um but they wanted to have a little bit more and you know give a little bit more to the people who would buy the game so mm-hmm. i i don't know how true that is though because i'm like well, these I mean, are just the, things people say on the internet yeah like, i mean <laughs>
3: well they, they expanded it into like you know a full-on game with like you have the three worlds and you have the running gun levels and the boss levels mm-hmm. uh you know coexisting together but i mean i don't think i don't think the running gun levels add that much more to it like if it was just a boss rush mode i think i think that's what it was it
1: was just all um bosses and then they added the little run and yeah but i'm saying i would have
3: been fine with just the bosses
1: oh yeah see that that part that part of the game was very very different for me to be like oh we're already fighting a boss like that was weird to me
3: (laughs) yeah i think uh my first game doing that was the fury which we talked about before which is a straight boss rush game Mm mm-hmm yeah, they added, like uh, you know, the the overworld and 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 the yeah. stages, and I actually really like the overworld. Me
1: too. It's so pretty. Yeah,
3: it was like yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, and then you have your um, a uh, pork rind, the the shopkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the scratchy voice. Loved him. Yeah, he he was he was all kinds of creepy because of his voice, but creepy. Yeah, yeah, his voice creeped me out. But what I liked a lot about the overworld was like finding the secrets. Yeah, because apparently there were like shortcuts and things that I just kind of stumbled upon. Like, oh, I wonder if we can go up behind this building. Oh, I'm going across the entire like island now. Like, mm-hmm. this is cool. Like things like that were cool to discover. And of course, you know, it's more artwork, which is always good.
2: Yeah, the uh, overworld uh, they they went for for kind of like a kid's book or something, uh, which is kind kind of how they're telling the story at the beginning, I think. And uh, like it, it was good. Like it really worked for me. And just like you, I could have used, I could have. I could have played and enjoyed the game more without the uh, run and gun uh, levels. I didn't enjoy them. They were, they were kind of like yeah, on the those way. those ones
1: were definitely the least engaging.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Have you ever played Gunstar Heroes, Adrian?
2: I have not. No, I have. That game? Recommend? Yeah, I have. Like a lot of people have told me to play it, but I just <clears> I haven't.
3: Okay. Apparently, this uh, the action. This game is like really similar to to that series. I mean, I, I haven't played it myself either. It's just, just what I've yeah. heard. I'm wondering if you could like kind of confirm that or not.
2: No, sorry. I, maybe we should play a yeah. <laughs> podcast about that later, too. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to look into yeah. it now. All
1: right, so do you want to get into the premise, Joe?
3: The premise, okay. Uh, the premise of Cuphead. We have these two cartoon characters who have cups for heads, and they like to gamble.
1: Yeah, which is a very weird thing for char- these characters because I kind of interpreted them as children. So to see them kind of gambling and doing kinda, like gambling and kind of weird, risque type of actions. Like, I don't know weird. if that has
3: anything to do with just the cartoon aesthetic, but I kind of got saw them as like uh,
1: young adults.
3: No, even just like adults in like their forties or like what late thirties, early forties, kind of like these like in twenties wisecrackers. Cause just, really? yeah, cause that's just kind of the style of the game gave off. Cause like they even snapped their fingers to, to shoot their weapons. So it was like, it's, mm. they just like struck me with, like these wisecracking, like early 40 year olds. The reason,
1: the reason why I consider them younger, I guess, was because the, the grandfather yeah. in the story obviously is oh, like, okay. Oh, I'm watching over you. You got to do this. And you know, okay. kind of, um, kind of trying to give them advice as to how to deal with the mm-hmm. situation they land themselves in. So that's why I kind of viewed it as, oh, they're, they're younger. They're kind of kid-like or, you know, younger mm-hmm. kids, if you will. Maybe pre I don't know.
3: I don't know. I, I still forgot all that. Forgot the whole part. So <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
2: No, for me, for me, there are kids too, though. There are kids for you too? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I think this is something that, um, that was done in cartoons uh, from back, way back when, Like, you could have, you know, like a kid, uh, like smoking a cigar and shooting a gun and drinking alcohol. And he was totally fine. Uh, There were simpler times back then. And I think Cuphead, yeah, Cuphead is going for the same thing.
3: All right. Well, these two these two wisecracking kids, I guess, uh, they they're at the casino. They're gambling away. They're losing money. They're losing money. And then um, King Dice like doubles down and says, hey, you can win all this money if you just do this. And then they actually
1: w- I think they were winning money, and then the devil yeah was like, they were winning like if you crazy. Do this, then you win all the money,
3: okay, well, then you know better than I do. they're yeah. winning all this money, but well, basically, Bid the them. whole premise is they lose a bet to the devil,
1: of course, yeah, and <laughs> one does it,
3: in order to save their two souls from um, getting you know sucked into hell by the devil, they have to go do the devil's bidding and sign off uh or check off. All these names on this list.
1: Like these debt lists that people haven't paid paid up basically. Yeah,
3: yeah, basically. You have to go around defeating all these bosses who owe and their co- souls to the devil. Yeah, and collect their souls. And collect their souls for the devil in order to save your
1: own. hmm Which is like very dark <laughs> for these kids to be <laughs> dealing with. Well, right. like Adrian was saying, like you yeah, you play with the devil, this is what happens, you it's know. This is what happens. Yeah. This yeah. is the, the spirit of the nineteen thirties is they don't care what you're you're seeing the more obscure and like kind of scary, the better for the children. Keep them in line, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was a
3: much uh, simpler, like you're saying simpler time, but yeah. <laughs>
1: scare the shit out of our kids and no one blinked an eye. <laughs> All right. So that's basically the premise of the game. The mechanics are very straightforward. It's basically shoot dodge platform Um, and obviously you get different, um, weapons and stuff that kind of spice those things up and different moves that help you dodge and platform a little bit better. But, um, at the very basic mechanical function, that's what you get. Mm -hmm. And for the visuals, um, that's kind of, I think the bulk of what this conversation will be. So just getting into that, um, is there anything y'all want to add to visuals or kind of say before we kind of jump into a... This long-winded conversation about the visuals.
3: Uh, they're well done. I mean, let's just get into it.
1: Okay. Um. So, one of the biggest selling points of this game is the 1930s um, art style that we get, and it's just this really neat. I don't know if you want to say callback, but it's just this really nice kind of homage to 1930s cartoons um, media. You know, there's all kinds of interesting things going on, especially in the U.S. around that time. We had, like, the Great Depression. Um, you know, a lot of messed up stuff. So there was a lot of creativity going on around that time. And so with the visuals, I feel there's just this great aspect that we never really get in games. You get this very—in in normal games, you get very clean, crisp, either re- super realistic or super uh, Mario-esque type of graphics. And this was— neither of those This was just like a cartoon you were literally controlling and it was one of the like most unique experiences I think I've had in a game so um I don't know I I I think with that alone it's it's become like a very top tier game for me just on the creativity level um I think that's one of the coolest parts about this game is just creativity you see it in so many different um bosses and even you know the layouts and the background of of the boss levels and stuff there's just so much to to kind of like dissect for for the visuals so yeah what do you have to add to that joe
3: uh it's a great 1930s hand it's all hand drawn yes uh, which is why a lot of the reason why the game took a long time because it was all literally hand drawn it wasn't you know just wasn't done on a computer or anything like that Mm -hmm. uh so yeah it's, it's it's all the 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 beauty of 1930s cartoons without any of the racism which is obviously very good
1: yes
3: (laughs) and when back when this game first came out i remember the game informer show had somebody one of the artists was they interviewed one of the artists on the show and i remember one thing that really stood out to me that she said was that this game is animated at 24 frames a second but it plays at 60 frames per second for you know, for the pre- uh, precise controls, it's so interesting, you know you can be you know the real tight platforming and action. You know, so it'll play is like you wanted to play. Like it needed to be, it needed to run at sixty frames per second, but it, it was animated at twenty four to you know emulate the the cartoons of that time. So I just thought that was a really weird thing to to see. Cause you don't really see that too often.
2: Yeah the uh, the attention to detail. On yeah, this no, game I, thought, I thought it was gorgeous. Out of it's just out of the uh, it's world. immaculate. Yeah, it's it's insane and it's so good and that's why it's amazing and it deserves all the awards and praise it has gotten so far.
3: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, if you hear plenty of people say how like. If you didn't know better, like this is indistinguishable from like a, a show you would watch from back yeah. then. Like if you didn't know people were controlling it, like this is you're literally you could just be watching like a cartoon.
1: You may as well be. I mean, there's so much that that builds that world between obviously the art style, um, and even the the kind of I don't know, the tone of each color, the colors very much replicated colors back then, like the colors they were using for that style of art. Um even even and this is such something kind of not really small but something that really kind of seals the deal is the dust and scratch filter that's on top of the image that oh, you're that's seeing. like
3: that's like half of the effects exactly in itself is, and, is and, that.
1: and yeah and it just is a complete like oh you're watching this on tape or however you know they yeah. they recorded these things back then which is how you consumed it so it, it just added this great layer and um It even added to, the the sound effects even added to that. They all sounded very much like the sound effects you'd hear in in those movies and cartoons or whatever. Um, So I I just loved that. Every detail that they brought to to this vision, um, even audibly, was just so well-wrapped around this theme of 1930s.
3: Yeah. And we were talking last night, uh, just kind of getting ready for this podcast. Uh, Camille was mentioning how, There's so much that, so many little details that you miss when you're playing the game, and that, like, you should really just take a step back and just watch somebody play it. Oh, yeah. Because you'll pick up on so many little details and, like, the animation and little things that the bosses do that you never even, like, see when you're playing. Because you're so focused on, you know,
1: playing the game. Playing
3: the game because it's such a hard game.
1: Or even just, like, little enemies that you probably don't notice because, in the designs of the enemies, because you're so caught in the fray (laughs) that it's very hard to. Um, appreciate the little things. That's that's the I think that's the game's biggest downfall is that because you're in such stress, high stress environments with each level, it's so hard to take in the beauty and appreciate the art to the full extent because you are dealing with dodging things every like three yeah, seconds. With, with me,
3: and you know, I'm in the, when I'm playing a boss, I'm fighting a boss. It's so mechanical to me. I'm focused so much on yeah. just like looking at my character and all the different projectiles that are coming at my character that like. I'm not even looking at the boss. Like, the boss is in my periphery because I'm just focused so much on dodging and what's going yeah. on. You know what I mean?
2: It's yeah. funny yeah. because, like, right now I'm watching a uh, gift uh, of, like, uh, it's it's a loop of, like, I don't know. It's, like, three seconds long or something like that of one of the boss uh, fights. And I'm starting to notice in so many different things that I didn't before. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, how, like, the characters, are, like, everything that is moving, obviously, that's, like, something on animation, but everything that is moving uh, has, like, a like a brighter color uh, because it's going to be, like, animated and whatnot, and then the background is, like, a little bit darker. Yeah. Um, but they're still using the same, well, like you said, like, the same palette, basically. Yeah. And, oh, my God, like, again, three-second loop, and I've been watching it for the past, like, five minutes or something like that. It's so good. <laughs>
1: yeah that's that's um it's a great great game, and I don't know I can't praise the the vision of this game enough. I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about this with actually Tuna cycle um with Adrian's game. It's just there's this theme that fits what they're trying to convey and even down to the music, it's so clever, and this game does that as well where it it goes with this specific style during a certain time period and you literally just fill in the blanks with the music, the sound effects and I almost feel like the work is done for you when you have a theme so heavy like that but it the the end product is is very very like memorable and this is another example I feel of really memorable kind of um like game experience yeah um but yeah do you have anything else to add Adrian for the visual
2: uh no like i mean i can i can praise uh the visuals anymore like it, it, it's amazing it's one of the most beautiful looking games that i've played ever um this is kind of what i like you know yeah. uh, cartoony games more or stylized games i guess that's the uh, correct term uh rather than realistic it's just because they you have to work so much harder to make them look good and consistent i guess that it just it stands out so much more yeah um however you did mention a tuna cycle and it was funny because when we started working on tuna cycle before this was announced and every time we show it to someone <laughs> afterwards they will go like oh like it looks like cophead like fuck <laughs> we're never gonna leave that down and like yeah. it's a good thing like cophead obviously looks uh, fantastic but you know, it's kind we of like know where the pride a little bit like, yeah, we were we were there first. But <laughs> obviously we weren't really. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's still cool, I though. love I mean, the art style in this game. It's
1: it's a beautiful idea, so kind of like awesome that you got to it first, so you always have that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like does it really matter? Can I really prove it? Like, probably not. But it doesn't matter, though. Like, they're, like, completely different games. And actually, um, I remember when, when uh, I first got Cuphead. Uh, by the way, shout out to my friend JD. He actually uh, sent me uh, the, the Steam copy. Um, that I own, but, uh, he was just like, nice. Oh yeah. Like, don't worry, bro. Like you, you gave me like something. I don't even remember what I, uh, gift him like years ago. He was like, I've been looking for something to pay you back. Like, this is it. I'm like, wow. Like, thank you. I don't remember ever giving you anything, but sure. Like I'll, I'll take it. Uh, so yeah, shout out to him. And I remember as soon as I started playing the game, uh, there were so many things that jump, uh, like right away. Like the theme song, for example, right. Uh, that plays, uh, the little intro with Cuphead and Muckman, uh yeah. just dancing around, right? Um, it's like, that was something I'm like, oh, why didn't we do that for Tuna Cycle? <laughs> or uh, <laughs> like the sound effects, like the sound effects when uh, when they die, right? Like that's another thing too, when they fall or something or when they take damage. That was another thing. Like we have like something.
3: Oh, oh the yeah. little like the, the chip, little glass. Like cracking
2: sound. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or like, even when you beat, when you beat a boss, right? Like it says like knockout, like something like that, right? Like it's very expressive.
3: Yeah. There's like a little boxing announcer. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is going to be a nice, I want a nice clean fight. Yeah. A red hot fight. Like, it's like yeah. a thirties boxing announcer. Exactly.
2: You know? And like those little, uh, details add so much more, uh, to the experience and to the game overall, uh, that they fit together so well. Um, that I kind of wish, like, oh man, like I wish we had done like a little bit more research, maybe or something, just to get some of those like little things added to Tuna Cycle. Um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. it's just this game. This game took an idea and just like it, it ran with it like crazy. And again, props to the guys yeah. because they they filled they in every
1: it. blank with with that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. See, now, if I were you, I would use Cuphead Success and be like, <laughs> you ever hear of Cuphead? Yeah. You know how good that game looks. You should check out this yeah. two cycle here.
2: I really should, but I, I don't, I, like, that That's kind terrible. of marketing, it's always kind of, like, <laughs> weird. Like, I, I feel like, no, I'm, you know, I, I'm stealing someone's success. Like, no, that doesn't feel right, so.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: Oh, boy. Well, speaking of like sound effects and music, that's our next topic in this non-spoiler section, and um, obviously the music is also 1930s. So the music overall is very fast-paced, fun, and stylish. Very uh, jazzy, like very jazzy. Yeah. Oh
2: my god, so jazzy! It's amazing. Getting getting like a little good bit, jazz. Yeah,
1: getting a little bit into the history, or at least that time period of 1930s. So obviously in the US. Jazz, swing, and big band were like the rage. That was what everyone was listening to.
3: Yeah, today it's um, top forty, and back then it was jazz and swing.
1: Yeah, that's
3: how far so, we've fallen.
1: So to kind of follow this 1930s theme, that was a big part of that time period, and um, obviously that was a big that's a big part of the soundtrack, and it's really fun because I feel the music. It just fits the, the dramatic theme of high tension, fast paced, kind of uh, panicky. You know, the music definitely reflects that in a way. There's even like ragtime music, which wasn't necessarily that that uh, dominant at that time in terms of the 1930s, but mm-hmm. it, it still played a big part in some of the music yeah. in Cuphead as well, which was also very fitting because it had that old timey feel, which obviously this whole game <laughs> is all about old timeies. So. Right. But yeah, I I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I actually was listening to it to prepare for this podcast and there is almost three hours of music for that soundtrack. It's incredible. I believe it. So yeah, I commend Christopher Madigan. Another shout out to him because he did such a fantastic job. I, I read up a little bit on the guy and apparently he wasn't that comfortable doing jazz music initially and I mean, I feel with knowing that, after hearing what he's composed for the game, I'm like, You knocked it out of the park, dude. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. So it was great. But um passing it to Joe, how do you how do you feel about the music?
3: Music's great. I love it. It's um like I say it fits it fits super well. Like obviously the game's a feast for the eyes. Like it trans just oh, transports yeah. you like to that like visually, but then you can just close your eyes.
1: The and, audible yeah and
3: like you can just imagine yourself in like some in, like jazz lounge or something, you know, or like People playing pool, or some, I don't even know if pools around back then. But I can just imagine myself like in that kind of that that setting, you know?
2: Yeah. Drinking bourbon and, and smoking a big cigar. Yeah, yes. like a a
3: pipe or something, you know, and like a monocle yeah. or whatever. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it definitely accomplishes what it is supposed to, which yeah, is for sure. Yeah, can't 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 say enough enough good things about that. And of course, um it. it I mean, Camille says this. I mean, that's obviously true. Like, it's a big common uh, phrase, I guess, or theme in, in ragtime. But it, the, the the athletic theme for Mario is totally in there.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the, oh, yeah. the product You know of, what part I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just the product of ragtime. I mean, that's the, the progression of it and yeah. the style, which is that's like, really literally,
3: mean. like, a 15-second phrase that is, like, literally lifted almost note for note.
1: Yeah. You, it's, it's just funny because, like, I, and I knew immediately that I was like, oh, this sounds like Mario. But I also knew, like on top of that i'm like well this is a very very common like ragtime i guess so yeah
3: it's true i mean i've heard you said that and then I, i've heard someone else say that yeah i think in, like an interview was, or something
1: it was on the uh, did you know gaming which is actually really fascinating. yeah that's you ever it watch it yeah Four Cuphead. but um,
3: it, it's striking just how it's like the yeah. exact same same thing for sure yeah but I,
1: yeah i lo- lo- love the music can't say enough good things either And <laughs> passing it to you adrian
2: yeah, no, the music, the music is awesome. It's one of those, this, uh, soundtrack, sorry, that I saw that, the, the, I think they already did and they already released like a vinyl set that you can oh, buy wow, yeah. and it's like four, four like big vinyl, how are they called? Vinyl plates, vinyl discs, like I don't even know how they're called.
1: Um, it's just vinyls.
2: Yeah, I thought they're just vinyls. Yeah, okay. Or re- okay, or like record. four vinyl for for vinyl records. Yeah, thank you. Um I like I I would love love to buy those because the soundtrack, it's like it's amazing. Um I hope they release um like a physical copy of it like I mean like you can buy the vinyl of course but like a physical CD A CD you know yeah. like, like you can a compact disc it. Like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a compact disc. Yeah, exactly. Because like I like as much as I like digital music, you know, sometimes I like to have the disc and put it in the car or you know, like put it on You're the computer like that. that I don't have iTunes. Oh, yeah. I, I love buying like physical. Uh, it's, I guess it's kind of like the gamer sentiment, right? Like, I like my physical copies of games. I like my physical yeah. copies of movies and, and music and like everything, right? Um, so, yeah, like I, I, I want this soundtrack. It's it's amazing. Like, I listen to you on YouTube all the time. Um, they also, yeah, I think their YouTube channel uh, has like uh, like different videos of you know, like the comp- composer and the musicians and stuff like that, like playing some of the uh, boss themes and you can listen to those. And it's it's really cool because you see like, you know, all the people involved into making like one track or like different yeah, versions yeah. of the same track too. Right. So it's, it's amazing. So definitely check that out. It, music is awesome.
1: Yeah. I think the, if you want to get it digitally there, it's on um, like Bandcap and all that, but you can see on those websites, yeah all the musicians that are involved or you know how how like there's like brass sections and you know strings and all it's just insane how big the um accompaniment for for the soundtrack is and it's I feel like you feel that and see it very much with listening to it in, in the game so that's it's pretty impressive I, I like I said kudos to this guy because it's it, it seems like such a huge job to do on top of doing a genre of music you're not that comfortable in so that's that's really amazing and incredible on him
3: yeah it seems like it took a lot of inspiration from like the old jazz musicians like um, oh yeah i think duke Ellington's like the most famous example Mm -hmm. of like uh inspiration i think he probably even cites that too
1: yeah i think he does yeah yeah another cool thing with the music is that they also use it as a platform to kind of fill in character development if you will um not to, like, say specifics, but when they talk about King Dice, you learn a little bit about, like, this kind of essence of who King Dice is, and it's through the music. You know, there's lyrics and stuff, and I thought that was really, really cool because the singing is very 1930s, but they, uh, they kind of paint this kind of ominous picture of King Dice with this really cool jazz music, and I just I mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. It was really, really cool. Do we want to talk about sound effects? I mean, I kind of mentioned earlier... It was a little. Um, there's a lot of uh, references to old time cartoons and all that, but I mean, other than that, it's obviously just another cool layer to the. Yeah, I can fit that under,
3: like music. I think we. I mean, we talked. We talked about like uh, the snapping. Yeah. Snapping their fingers to shoot their guns and the 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 glass cracking when yeah. you get hit and.
1: Just the sound effects in general. So. I like
3: the the parry sound, like the little like. like yeah. Like, like the, whenever you parry.
1: It was very unique. Very satisfying. Yeah. Um, yeah, sound design was awesome. It, again, it's just another layer of 1930s that was completely just necessary and really awesome. Yeah. Um, is there anything you have to add for sound effects or anything like that, Adrian?
2: Uh, same. same. The sound effects are the same with the music and the visuals and the mechanics and everything, right? Like It was the attention to detail to make all the parts move together uh, nicely. Uh, so, like, just like everything else we've mentioned and praised, the sun effects are <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Yeah. All
1: right, cool. So, um, kind of being a little Debbie Downer on this, um, so did you guys run into any glitches or bugs? Um, the only thing I can think of, or the only thing that I kind of really remember stood out to me was that... Um, when so me and Joe played together, so when we would try to parry at the same time, there was this weird delay.
3: Parrying sucks when you're playing with a second person.
1: Yeah, it just was not <laughs> happening. We could never parry at the same time. No,
3: because when you parry, the screen pauses for like half a second. Yeah. And when two people are trying to time their parries together, like there are bosses in the game where you have to, um, you have to time your parries together, otherwise you're going to get hit. And we cannot. We can't parry our time our parries together because so maybe it's not really half a, a second throws your timing off, yeah, and so then maybe, you don't parry, you miss maybe it. Maybe
1: it's not really a, a glitch or a bug, but that's just an oversight on the multiplayer aspect.
3: Yeah, that's something I think should really get patched. Out. I don't know why, um, why there's a half second delay in the game when you parry, yeah. And it, I mean, I had to switch up my setup to, um, to, to use accommodate a different. It. Yeah, to compensate because I had to like basically work around the entire Perry system with a smoke bomb dash yeah. to um, which I didn't want to use for that level, but I had to because I could we, we couldn't time our parries at
2: the same time. Mm-hmm. Did you guys uh, like play the game at all by yourself too, or just yes, the time that you guys played together? That's the only time
1: it was. It... We played basically the entire way through. Together. Yeah, was the,
3: yeah. The only times I got to play alone was when Camille died like two seconds into the oh, fight. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: for the most part, he carried the game about 65 to 70% of the way, and then it got better at the end, where I was there carrying There were a few f- bosses
3: where I died, and then Camille came through clutch, but...
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: it was awful. Most <laughs> that's kind of the time, kinda it like was on, the 20, on 20XX. On 20XX, every time I die, it was like Joe just carrying the team forward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, that's what he you know
3: well, feels... sucks, guys. Thank <laughs> Thank thank.
1: <laughs> I
2: don't know if it says anything
1: about Joe's playing style or if it says something about us, but <laughs>
2: Nah we suck, that's fine. Um, I, I don't care. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then I think the other thing that we ran into was like an audio bug. It was just like we'd be shooting and then when we wouldn't shoot, the sound effects were still running.
3: Yeah, it was <laughs> so like the shooting weird. never stopped.
1: Yeah, very, very Yeah, the shooting sound
3: would never stop when we uh were not firing.
1: But it was more of just like an audio thing. It wasn't like game breaking, no yeah. Um, do you run into any issues, Adrian?
2: Uh yeah, actually, uh and this was something that I was able to trigger uh, multiple times. Um I actually did it I think twice like on two different buses. Uh but if you die uh during a bus transformation animation, um the game will keep playing basically. And the boss will continue to attack as if you were still playing, uh, but you cannot get hit. Obviously, you're already dead. Um, so you just have to, like, restore uh, the level or quick the game or whatever. Wow. And I wonder if that's a PC thing. Yeah,
3: because you're on Steam, to
2: be clear. Yeah, right? I'm on Steam. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I even tried it on Xbox. Okay. I'm not sure if it happens there, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, like, it was it was really cool that I was able to trigger it, uh, like, whenever I wanted, because that way I could, like, learn, uh, like, boss patterns. Um, cheater, cheater. Yeah, no, it was not cheating. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I'm taking advantage of the game. <laughs> um so yeah like like they will they will continue their animations and continue their attacks and i was like okay so this is what you do next this is what you do next okay cool so then i will go back and then i will have like a better idea of how the uh, boss was fighting and whatnot and i still get my ass kicked so i mean whatever it didn't really help much but at least i had an idea of what was going on
1: yeah that's like one of the hardest parts about the game is learning the patterns and learning what what hits you? What comes out? What's the like visual, tr- like the visual warning before things start flying at you? It's like that game is, it's great, but goddamn, if it's not crazy, like busy and almost like, you know, a little too claustrophobic at times, especially with two players, dude. You have no yeah, idea how I, intense it was.
3: I kind of want to go back and just play by myself to, to feel like what it's like without. Um, playing with two people because in a way it's almost harder with a second person yeah. because there's so much flying at you. There's so much more you. on the screen Yeah too. And, then there, and then like you have a second player like that you're trying to filter out and like not worry about like I don't need to worry about getting hit by this thing but I need to get worried. I needed to be worried about being hit by all these other things and like
1: And then the whole aspect of bringing one another back is completely like the the pro and con yeah, to that's that Yeah it's a mode. mechanic
3: we never talked about but if um if one of the characters dies in multiplayer mode, they, there's a ghost that will slowly float up towards the screen. And if you can parry them in time, you can bring them back to life. But a lot a lot of the times it's like, do I even risk flying all the way over to that person to bring them back? Because then I'm just going to die and then they're going to be alive. And then, you know, yes. there,
1: there's some great mo like, uh, like there, we had great moments where I would save him and then he would come back and then I'd die because I went to save him and then he'd save me. And then he would die, and I'd come back, so we just kept going back and forth, and yeah. I mean, it was funny, but then at most times when we needed it to not be funny, it was like, "You know, this sucks, I hate this game.
2: Yep. yeah <laughs> oh, no, it, it's it's a cool it's a cool like risk reward uh, mechanic, and oh absolutely you know that's something that uh, like games don't really do much nowadays. like I will like the games to you know, like I'm taking a chance here, so you know give me a bigger reward. By doing so, than you know, not giving me anything, I guess. And I like if you guys were able to chain it a couple of times where like one died, then the other one revived the first one, and then the second one died, and then the first one, like, and you guys were going back and forth. I think that's a really cool, interesting mechanic that you know, in, in multiplayer games at least, it should be applied more if possible.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like the one thing I did, I wish was implemented into the game was like like, some kind of weird, like, life system. Like, if you last X amount of time without dying or, say, you get a special or parry X amount of times or something special in the level that you would get, like, a free, like, bring back life. Because once you hit, like, a certain point, once you get hit so many times in the level, you're out and that's it. And there's no bringing that person back. So I wish there was some, like, one revival moment you know what I mean? Like, in Donkey Kong, you get to a barrel, and you can bring the other player back to life through that barrel. Yeah. Like, I wish there was some kind of barrel or some kind of, like, you know, achievement thing that once you activate it, then you can bring me back to life if I'm dead. Because there were plenty of times where, especially early on, because I sucked at the game really bad in the beginning, where Joe would just play, like, 90% of the level without me because i was not getting good <laughs> so i wish there was a way that joe could have brought me back at some point to you know keep going but you know this game is literally the definition of get good
2: <laughs>
3: oh yeah yeah let's let's talk about that maybe first so oh, go
2: ahead uh was are just gonna say like maybe like a solution to that will have been like uh like press select or something and take one of the hp
0: Right. From yeah. From the
2: player that is alive into you know, you only have one HP, but at least you're playing together again. Exactly. Like that would have been cool. That,
0: but, Like yeah. yeah,
2: you you did nail you did nail that, right? Like this this game is the definition of get good to jump. Yeah. So like I mean, <laughs> you have to do so.
3: Yeah, no, let let's not, you know, beat around the bush. We're heaping a lot of praise on this game. This game is like frustrating as hell.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> like that that
3: is probably the only knock against this game is how how for how frustrating it is because the basic gameplay loop of this game is you're gonna die against the boss the first time you fight it. And like you just have to learn from that. You have to learn from that and you have to do something different the next time. And then you're gonna get maybe like ten more seconds into the boss fight. And then you have to learn from that too. And you just have to memorize the boss pattern and bang yeah. your head against the wall until you can work out everything that it's gonna do and just be good enough to dodge their attacks and then, you know, pump out your own damage. Yeah. And that, that just the process of doing that can be so incredibly frustrating because like a lot of times there's so much going on on the screen that you'll just die and you won't even know why.
1: Yeah. Cause there, there's so, like you said, there's just so much on screen. I, I, I remember there were plenty of times where I was dead, obviously. And then <laughs> you'd be like, I don't even know what killed me. And I'm like, Oh, well this, this was happening or this projectile was yeah, because me from behind and, and you're not seeing it, but because I have nothing better to do, I'm seeing everything. Right.
3: Like, there's no way you could know that this thing was going to do this at that time yeah. unless you died to it before.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's very like super meatpoint that way where you have to learn based on dying a bunch of times and learn the patterns. Yeah, it just some it, of it isn't very um uh predictable if you will.
3: Yeah, and I hate that type of difficulty. Like you sh- you should it should be hard, but you should be able to overcome it just through like through skill alone on your first time not through just like sheer memorization. Yeah,
1: and and honestly, it, it that part didn't bother me as much as how much they threw at you at once. Um not being spoilery, but there's like a a boat guy you got to fight and some of the shit in there was ridiculous because they they just literally throw uh, so much at you and I'm like, of course this game's going to be frustrating because there's like 5 million things trying to kill you and it's just fun but at the same time like some of the some of the shots they take at you in the game are very cheap and i'm like okay that was a little too much or okay you could have lessened the shit you're you're giving me there i don't know like i totally get what you're saying but um it definitely has like those kind of pros and cons and i don't know if it's like i don't know if that's what makes the game difficult and then like not fun or if that's what makes it endearing because once you get through it it's like hell yeah you got through it but
3: yeah, like, the the moments of triumph in this game are just unreal, just, like, unrivaled by almost anything. But just the the amount of bullshit you have to go through to get there, like, really sucks. And I'm not, like, I like hard games.
1: And I do not.
3: <laughs> but, hold on. but the way they do it here, like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of. Just, you know, the, the, the visuals and the music and, you know, the, how good this game is everywhere yeah. else kind of carries it through. But I did not like how, how they handled their, their, their difficulty here
1: to just a a quick little thing. To be honest, to you I didn't know this game was going to be crazy hard until like reviews started coming out. So Oh really? When we were going to get the game, I'm like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to like this game." And I got really really like um kind of discouraged because I suck at fucking hard games, and I'm like, "I really want to play this game, but I don't know if I'll be able to." Um and shout out to himself. Five five one for hooking us up with the code. <laughs> yeah.
3: The mysterious himself, five five one. Whoever that is,
1: a, a Xbox code. I mean, which we would have bought this game regardless, but he hooked us up with a code, and um, I mean, it was just great. But I was very, very scared to try this game initially because I'm like, I suck at these games. Like Adrian, you, we watched me when I was trying to do Mega Man X. It was like the worst <laughs> thing in the world for me, and to think that I was gonna play a game that was notorious for being hard like that too i'm like i don't know if i could do this
3: And yeah, you beat ori in the blind forest i think you're good
1: but ori not as like Ori's overwhelming hard. as as cuphead or even even uh, mega man kind i of? don't
2: know the escape sequence the escape sequence on 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 ori are quite hard like i will put them like part to par with some of the bosses on this game
1: really okay yeah i just felt like i had more control over ori where this one like i guess the the palette is what would dictates it because for me in Cuphead there is so much flying around and this isn't really a knock against the game but there's so much happening on screen and things don't look that different from your character because you blend in with your with the the surroundings and the level and even with the projectile's that it it's very hard to kind of differentiate what you're throwing out versus what's what's coming at you. Mm-hmm. Well, for me at least and with Ori, it was a little more obvious like okay, that's an enemy. I know what they're throwing out at me. I know that that's not my um my kind of weapon back at them. So it's it's not as busy as I feel Cuphead is visually. But I don't know. But the game was definitely very challenging and and I see like what you're saying Joe of it being just like kind of difficult in cheap ways.
3: Chall- yeah, challenging in a way I didn't like. Yeah.
1: Do you have anything to uh say or add to that Adrian?
2: Um like no, did
1: you think it was difficult like that?
2: Not really. Like I mean like yeah, it is difficult, balls. <laughs> to the point that I I wasn't able to uh leave world 1 um stupid airplay section. <laughs> Fuck that. Um but no, yeah, like <laughs> those
1: air levels were the worst. I like
2: the air levels. Oh <sighs> my god, no. Um the 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 thing that I like about the game though is like it controls so well, like it's so responsive, especially if you are playing with a controller. Oh, yeah. Um that like I at at any point when I was playing, like maybe it was different on multiplayer, because you guys will see more in the screens uh, at any given point. But when you're playing by yourself, uh, like any mistake you make it's on you like it's not really on the game it's not like i'm not getting like overrun by stuff either it was just i like i hit left when i should have hit it right even though i knew someone was something was coming from the left like those type of things like are really on me like i never got frustrated like oh the game is bull crap. like it was just like man i suck so hard like that's <laughs> that was my line of thought really yeah. um so yeah, like I yeah like maybe on multiplayer again. I, I didn't play with anyone. Shovel Knight on multiplayer was h- like hard enough, and we only played like a handful of levels. So I can't imagine uh, this on multiplayer really. Uh, but single player wise, it was just like it was it was uh, like a really enjoyable game. At least for me, it was.
1: Yeah, see, that's why I think if if we Joe and I both played like you know st- we do the campaign solo, I think we'll have a different experience. And not to say that. There's more projectiles on screen, well, more enemies, but I feel there's more like um, ally projectiles because I'll be throwing stuff out at enemies as well. And Mm so because Joe doesn't know that it's coming or sometimes it's like the the little burst shot that you have, like that's a lot on the screen as it is. And that was a weapon I preferred in the beginning. So it was very busy. Um, Yeah. Seeing what's near us and what's around us, when we're constantly trying to like fight things off, and it's like, oh, here's Camille's weapon alongside all the other things that are coming along. So, it's just a very busy game. And then to top it off with two players, that that's definitely like a big thing for us. Was that I feel it added a level a level of difficulty that was probably unintended because it was so hard to to like keep track of your own character because I, I I'd always get lost when me and Joe would switch sides or you know try and find fight an enemy. Um, on like the polar opposite end of the map we would or the screen we I'd lose myself like I wouldn't know where I'm at and stuff like that and it's just it gets crazy so it, and it's very hard to keep track of yourself let alone two players so
3: yeah I'd get yelled at all the time because I would be in Camille's way I'm like I'm sorry That's I, true. <laughs> I have enough to worry about with the boss and all the shit <laughs> it's throwing at me I'm sorry I can't worry about where you are on the screen too
1: I'm, I, I tell him like stay on the left side and I'll get this right side or you know do this or do that. It was just, it was hard. It was really hard. And, and when I, when I felt like I was getting better in general, then that, that's when it became an issue of like, okay, you need to stay on the right side because I can't do this. If like, you're jumping all over. Yeah. And, and I'm like, me.
3: I'm just being where I think is the best place to be for me. Like yeah. I I can't like put your, you know, position into account because I have enough to worry about, but. Yeah.
1: It was intense. Well, like
2: the experience for, for a multiplayer I guess any experience in a game, once you play it by yourself and when you play it with people, it's like it, it can completely change uh how you feel um about a game, right? Like 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 going back to Shovel Knight once more. Like Shovel Knight's a game that I adore, it's one of my favorite games of all time. But like I will never play multiplayer again. Like it was it was so tainted. <laughs> it like, was so it was such a that. it was such a bad experience <laughs> that it completely taint uh uh shovel knight at least the multiplayer aspect for me uh but then like the opposite can happen right like you can play a game by yourself and you're just like oh yeah like you know it's it's all right it's a a game that exists but then you play with people and it's like my god this game is like so much better now right um so you know like it goes back and forth
1: that's that's one thing i'm definitely yeah like i'm i'm excited for both of us to play the game separately on our own to see first of all how far we'll get because i i wouldn't think for myself to have gotten as far as i did with joe and even beat the game but honestly like i said um earlier i felt like i got so much better by the end of the game and seeing if i can deal with those bosses and carry both of us or at least carry us to the end and 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 obviously knowing the boss the bosses patterns and all that now like I should be able to do it, but holy crap, that was definitely a very frustrating experience um, playing together. I also felt like it was really fun, though. I mean, there'd be like we were streaming for a little bit of the game, and we would spend like the stream session just fighting one boss for like 45 (laughs) minutes or so because it was just so Mm -hmm. hard.
3: (laughs) Yeah, going back to what you were saying about the difficulty, how, how you didn't mind it because you didn't think that it any of it was the game's fault you always felt like it was your fault Mm -hmm. like i'd agree with that once you finally like know what you're doing in a boss fight because the first like three or four times in the boss fight when shit's flying at you and you're not sure what it's gonna do like i feel like there are plenty of times where i died where i didn't feel like it was my fault but that was like trying to learn the boss you know because like there's no way i could know that this boss was going to do this at that time and like because nobody could know because you don't know what's coming and yeah exactly but the, the, I think the brilliant thing about this game is that there's like there's a tell that every boss has for every mm-hmm. attack they're gonna throw out, but you don't know what it is yet. So once you die to it, you learn what that tell is, yep. and you can like you know plan your your moves accordingly and avoid it. But like before you get to that point, I kind of felt like it's, it's like a lot of these deaths aren't my fault. But once once you overcome that that hump of
1: like familiar familiar Yeah, once
3: you memorize what's going on, like yeah, that the controls are super tight and precise and like you don't feel like it's that, that it's your fault from that point on. At least in my experience. Yeah.
1: Alright. Um well unless there's anything else anyone wants to add about this game and non spoiler Joe.
2: No, I, I said my piece.
1: And Adrian? You anything else to add? Uh,
2: go, go and buy it because it's awesome.
1: Okay. Um. Well, then this is basically just going to wrap up this non-spoiler section. And I'll just say, giving my kind of non-spoiler thoughts about the game, obviously it is very frustrating and hard, um, but it is in that sense rewarding, which is something I hardly ever feel <laughs> with hard games. It definitely has those moments of like, all right, I messed up, that was on me, and I definitely agree with Joe, too, you gotta get familiar with it, but um, I feel like this game is something that, like, you can beat, because a lot of people were, like, saying, the, the topic came up of, you know, are games too hard, and should people make games, you know, should there be, like, easy mode for games like this for everyone, so that anyone and everyone can enjoy it, and, you know, I... I feel like this game is one of those things where, like, it benefits and, and completely rides on the notion of, of being a difficult game. And I'm glad that they suck with that um, just in general because it, it is an interesting kind of take on it. And I feel it's one of those gems where you either got to get through it to enjoy it or you'll never know.
3: They do have a simple difficulty, but you don't see the yeah. entire game if you yeah, do yeah, that.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Yeah, they have simple bosses, but you don't see, like, everything the boss does.
1: Oh, yeah, you lose out some, on some of the little things they add on.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I don't think you can continue a part of this story if you don't beat like a, a number of bosses on regular. Like If you beat them all on easy, the game basically stops you from like, hey, you can't go through this part until you beat like blah on regular or something like that. And I think that's really cool. Like The game is well, basically telling you like, hey, that
3: yeah that, that that's i know
2: good. i know you're playing this on easy i know you're yeah, playing like beat on it easy, the way we but, want you you know, to beat it like. yeah exactly yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's i'll just say it's a it's a very great game um i love the theme and the style of it and i really look forward to anything that these guys do moving forward um I don't know. I think that this is a great uh, step towards other games that will try to replicate it. I think it's a great step towards creativity and people exploring different types of creativity in games. I feel like this is a very good, good call for people who want to be ambitious in the gaming industry. And I cannot wait to see what comes of this for the company and even for just people who've seen this and were inspired by it. I mean, there's going to be so much cool shit to come uh following this. So I am very excited to see what trends come after this.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're going to like oh god, I can't wait to see what Studio MDHR does next. I don't know if it could possibly live up to like the heights of Cuphead. To
2: the hype. Yeah. 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 I just hope I just hope that uh, that they make Cuphead 2 and that that comes to Switch because I will like to play Cuphead 1 on the go all the yeah. time. If I could, like, if I had it on Switch, I will be playing this game uh, as we speak. I will be playing it uh, on the toilet. I will be playing it <laughs> on the bus. I will be playing it while I'm eating. I will play it <laughs> all the time. Uh, but sadly, I can't. So, you know, Cuphead, too. But would you play it? Would you what? Sorry?
3: Yeah, but would you play Oh. No, I was going to go into the whole green eggs and ham rant. Oh. Play
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, Joe, final thoughts.
3: Uh, final thoughts? Uh
1: or wrap up. Sorry.
3: Yeah, wrap up. I'm, I'm glad I played it, but holy hell, was it frustrating at the time.
1: <laughs> Are you, do you think you do you think you'll have a better time solo? Do you mm. think you'll enjoy it more solo?
3: Well, I mean, I already know what's coming. Like I know yeah. all the bosses now.
1: Do you? Okay, here's a better question. Do you wish you did it solo first?
2: Um, that's a tricky question. Don't answer that, man. Your marriage, know, right. your marriage depends on you not answering that question. <laughs> oh, I know. I know it's
3: a trap question. <laughs> did
1: you Want to play games with me or <laughs> no? That's yeah. the real question.
3: No, I'm just gonna cop out and say I wish, I wish I did both.
1: Hmm, I can see that. I like at the beginning, I'm like, man, I really suck. Maybe I should practice on my own. And then I was like really happy that I got better at the end. But I'm like, man, it made me wonder how far would I got on my own without playing.
3: I'd Wait, have you? liked to have seen that.
1: I guess we'll never know. <laughs>
3: well, we know how we're playing when the sequel comes out.
1: Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a a cup head off. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: competition.
1: <laughs> All right, Adrian, and what are your um wrap up? Uh, what's your wrap up for this game? Uh
2: no, this is a game that I will want to put even more time on it. I like I I wasn't able to put much you know, like during the holidays and whatnot, and then I got really busy. Uh, you know, January and now February is going to be even crazier. Um, but yeah, it's a game that I want to like. I want to continue playing. I want to beat, um, especially because my uh, two good friends, uh, Lily and Law, they were playing this game like almost every day and talking about it like all the time and trying to do like all the challenges on to get like a, I guess S plus or whatever rank and, like, get, like, the highest difficulty and, like, all the secrets. I'm like, "Uh, you guys are making me want to play this right now, but I can't play it right now. So, um, yeah, like, I want to put more more time into it. Again, I wish it was on Switch, because if it was on Switch, I will be, I I will have been in the game already, like, at least once easily. Um, You know, the fact that it's on PC makes it kind of hard when, you know, I spend, like, 10 hours of the day outside, at, at <laughs> not at home. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's an awesome game. And, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're curious, go and get it because I think anyone is going to have a good time. If you find it on a sale, don't even doubt that you should get it. Just go and buy it if it's on sale too. So,
1: yeah. All right. Well, that is it for our non-spoiler section. We're going to take a little break and then we'll be back for the spoiler section.
3: Well, we will be right.
1: Yeah, Adrian is, will not be joining us, right?
2: Yeah, the, sorry guys, but again, I didn't beat. Uh, I I wasn't able to go past World One. So, as uh, as a gamer, I need to like finish a whole game before I can talk spoilers because I hate spoilers. And if I'm hearing these spoilers as we're talking, I'm gonna be like incredibly sad afterwards. So, um, I Fair will, I, will,
3: uh, uh, I can't believe King Dice was their dad the whole yeah. time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <to a> <laughs>
2: I will I will try to like maybe maybe like make a like a short uh b- blog pl- uh, post or something uh once I beat the game with my like final spoilery thoughts I guess but
1: yeah Cool Well we will uh, link that up when you do Sure But uh yeah let people know where to find you before you uh sign off on the podcast
2: Uh yeah If you want to know how my latest project is uh going you can follow me on Twitter at T-F-M underscore uh, bojox, that's B-O-J-O-X-Z. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of progress on Green Rush, which is the current project that I'm working on right now. Um, We have arcade mode uh, almost done. Uh, There is only like a couple of things uh, that have to be done to kind of like call it off there. And I'm working right now on adventure mode, which is going to be like a really cool, funny, Story mode uh, that you can play with uh, the characters, and they're going to be some really funny dialogues and some really cool stuff that you can do there. So, uh yeah, or, like follow me on Twitter and you can see the uh, progress of the game there.
1: Yeah, and I will say that the little character that they have is super cute. And you should check it out just for yeah,
2: that. Yeah, and I'm actually excited because uh, we've been doing uh, these spray sheets for some of the other characters that we haven't shown. And I'm like, incredibly excited for people to see those because they look so adorable um, <laughs> during their uh, animations. So, yeah, look forward to those too. Awesome. Excellent.
1: All right, well, we will be back. Welcome back. And now we are going to start our spoiler section. And as always, we start with our character design. So what do you think about the characters? How did you like them, Joe? How did you not like them?
3: Uh, the designs are great. Um, I like the like the Steamboat Willie kind of aesthetic they were going for. Like, you mm-hmm. know, that was clearly like their biggest inspiration. In terms of, I think, I got like, I mean, they're both pretty much the same, like, character. Like, Palo Swaps, basically, by, like, Mugman better. The blue Why? one. Why? Um, I mean, pretty much, just more or less, because, like, he... The animation he has before every fight, where he, like, just drinks this out of his own sc- head. Like,
1: what is in his head? <laughs> I think it's milk. It's so weird. I think he
3: just takes a big swig of milk, like, before he fights.
1: Yeah. Well, just, just getting into the character design. I mean, um, that's probably one of the coolest parts about this game, is... The cool aesthetic of the 1930s, but these very innovative and creative monsters or bosses, or however you want to call them. The transformations, their different forms, um, how each of them start very simple and then they turn into these big complex beasts.
3: Yeah, they take a lot of objects that you wouldn't think are like deadly yeah. or sinister and just turn them into like these cool little cartoon bosses. Yeah. Like you have the, f- the flower, you have the. Um, the, the, the clown like the mermaid the, with the octopus on her head
1: yeah one of my favorite uh transformations or at least um yeah i guess transformations is the moon lady yeah because it's like this robotic moon like it's almost steampunky which is super cool but um that's actually one of the fun things about this game is the reveal of the the transformations and the stages because they usually get more ridiculous and more crazy with each form that they have and once you hit final form they are at their full level of crazy ridiculousness and it's Mm -hmm. just it's like a treat in itself when they reveal who they really are yeah and it's so exciting and you're like it's exciting and intimidating because you don't know what the hell they're about to throw at you um and that was definitely a charm of the game was the the reveal and the the chaos of
3: it yeah the anticipation of like oh what are they going to turn into next was like definitely a driving factor for sure
1: yeah and then as far as just like the overall scheme of um i guess like the characters the main characters there wasn't like too much characteristics to them i mean they weren't like fleshed out full characters but they didn't need to be there's
3: no development it's just their their these bunny-hungry people who like to gamble, and they're just yeah. They're dealing with the consequences of that the whole game. They don't like change or develop or anything.
1: Yeah, I, and as far as their like physical design though, I, I love the way they look. They're very memorable and unique, and I love that they kind of resemble the Mario Luigi thing, but they're its own thing. And I yeah. I, I love that you can you can see it in a lot of places where this game gets inspiration. Um, and I think that's really cool because you're like oh yeah they're totally shouting out this but they're being their own thing at the same time which I really love it's
3: like every good mascot has like a partner yeah yeah like Mario and Luigi and Sonic and Tails and you have know, Cuphead and Mugman. yeah
1: so I, I love that kind of shout out to you know like your second player mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, character um, but yeah the designs of the, of, of the monsters and bosses are so cool so so cool story what do you how do you feel about this the kind of over, overlaying story or the uh, story that kind of carries this whole crazy chaotic uh, adventure.
3: The premise is pretty cool. I mean, it's like a, the skeleton, the whole like, you know, the story hangs on this barebone skeleton of, hey, they're, you know, collecting all these souls with a contract. I mean, it's not like, the most in-depth thing.
1: Yeah. I, I liked it for for the kind of basic outline of what's happening. I mean, they kind of justify it with a very straightforward kind of like here we are, this is... These guys gotta collect souls, get some shit. So that's why they're fighting all these boss-like characters. And mm-hmm. I love the finale at the end, too. Why you reach... The, or the place you reach because of, you know, set events in, in the game. I, I think it's really cool how simple the story is. And how it justifies every action in the, in the game. That, you know, getting from one level to the next. Getting to one area to the next. And, and kind of seeing oh i'm going through this because i'm doing something really shitty and i just <laughs> yeah. love that notion that in the end you end up just coming full circle anyways and it's like this kind of cool idea of you fight the devil's right-hand man and then the devil and i don't know it's just kind of this interesting like what kind of monsters are you <laughs> you know
3: i don't get like why they were fighting the d- i think i'm i'm forgetting something i missed something where like they're doing this work for the devil and then they're fighting the devil. Like, why were they fighting the devil if they were like... Because th- they did what he wanted.
1: I don't remember, but I do know that um, it kind of was this... It wrote off of the um, idea that they beat um, the devil's right-hand man. King Dice? Yeah.
3: Okay, so they beat King Dice, and he's like, Oh, you killed my second-hand man, you're my right-hand man, now I'm going to kill you. Like, uh, okay. One thing I want to mention now, we're in spoilers. um, I really like the James Bond reference in the music at the right before you go into the casino.
1: Yeah, that that whole area was super cool.
3: Yeah, like I did not want to ruin like the James Bond reveal. Or not, I mean, probably like James Bond's in the game, but like the music is so reminiscent of like old Bond movies. That it's like it's it's hard to hard to miss and ignore. Also, it was really weird in the genie stage when the background was, like, all rendered and not drawn. Like, that was really jarring. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: With the space?
3: and With, with the genie. And, like, in the with the desert background. Oh, okay. Like, it wasn't all hand-drawn. It was just, like, actually rendered graphically
1: hmm. stage. The graphically thing that stood stage. out to me for the genie level was when... He's the tomb and he opens up and it's just space shit coming at you. I love that part. It was so cool.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so basically the devil's here, like, telling Dice, like, like, if those little guys try anything, I'll be waiting if Dice doesn't defeat them. no. Why does
3: Dice need to defeat them? I mean, they just did, like, we're we're your top workers. We just did something you couldn't do. Theoretically, they could have just handed in their contracts and been like, yeah, we're done. See you later. Like, did the devil screw them over and say, no, 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 I want your soul too?
1: So, it's the grandfather who brings up, he's found a way out of this mess.
3: Hot dog, yeah. It's
1: fine. Your strength is growing. You'll be a match for the no good King Dice. Maybe even the devil himself. So, he puts it
3: in their head that you could defeat so them?
1: The grandfather's telling the two boys.
3: Oh, uh, so he's telling you, do the right thing, beat the devil.
2: Okay
1: was a grandfather who tells them tells the kids like look you're doing all this work you're getting stronger you'll be able to fight off the devil but you need to get all these contracts first so that you get close to him and be able to like say I'm gonna hand you these these contracts and then you turn on him which they who, do
3: who is his grandfather to be like I think you're a match for the <laughs> devil dude <laughs> Like, holy shit, you got some fucking skills on you. I
1: mean, he's watching it along the sidelines. I bet he's... like Cranky Kong
3: or something? He's always watching Yeah. I
1: mean, you got... See? DK reference. They're all... It's all...
3: All right. All righty.
1: But yeah, so the story is is very much like that's the turning point for them. So Mm -hmm. I I think it's... Again, it's nothing like, you know, mind-blowing, but it's a great way to segue into why things are happening, how you get to King Dice... And how you end up against the devil in the end, which, to okay. be honest, I think that was like one of my more enjoyable fights was the devil. primarily, I guess because I felt the strongest and like at my peak form at that point.
3: I thought you were the most pissed off when you were playing the devil.
1: I hated it. I was pissed, but I felt like so much more confident playing it than the other ones mm-hmm. because I knew what was I knew what I did wrong. so I was more mad at my like self for being s- stupid and doing dumb things or not doing things right you know right right but yeah um obviously no huge story super cool to kind of get from point a to b and justify what's happening during gameplay and getting to gameplay
3: werner worman it starts out as like a mouse and like a it's like a campbell's soup cup campbell's chicken noodle soup cup or something <laughs> and yeah he's just like flinging stuff at you but in the background, there's like this cat that, because it's like it takes place in like this wooden box, and then there's like little um, little cracks, it. you can see like a cat like in the background. And then, like by the end of the fight, the cat just like breaks in, and like you're just fighting the cat now, you know. Uh, like just stuff like that. And it seems like really cool. Um, like I was saying before, uh, the game incorporates things like in the background that come to the foreground that look really cool, like the roller coaster.
1: I hated that. That was one of my most hated levels.
3: Like, the thing I like about it, though, is once you kind of get the feel for it, you can see the roller coaster in the background, and then you okay, yeah. you know when it's coming, because you see it coming in the background, so you know when to look out, because, like, if you didn't know to look out for it, like, it would just come flying through, and you wouldn't have any way to prepare. Like, the game gives you tells like that, which is, like, really cool. Um, one boss I didn't like, however, was probably my least favorite boss was the Big B Lady.
1: Oh yeah, that was really annoying.
3: Um, like I just it, like it just wasn't fun. Like it was just like I can appreciate the difficulty of a boss, but this boss just like the way it was designed with, with like the verticality of it, because you just keep going up and up and up. Yeah. Uh, I I just did not find it fun. I'm trying to look for her name right now. it's Rumor Honeybottoms is her name? Uh, but yeah, it's just a really just unfun boss fight for me. Yeah. And, you know, surrounded by a lot of other really good boss fights. Um, But what, what did you like?
1: We talked a little bit about the train, which was really fun. wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And I liked the double fight, even though it was very challenging at times and was one of the most frustrating ones. But I feel like once you hit a certain point, it's not hard anymore. Like once you go into the pit of hell. Mm-hmm it becomes a lot easier
3: i think once you do go go into hell it just the fight becomes how much damage can you output and how fast yeah because you have to just go all in otherwise you're going you're gonna, like the fight's going to overwhelm you so you have to like get it done really quick
1: yeah and you have way more time to breathe with more reaction time because my biggest one of the biggest issues i had with the double fight the first part was that you had to respond very quickly to the yeah um, to whatever was coming at you, which you know, kind of agreeing with Adrian from earlier was that this game is very very tight in terms of um, input and and feeling like and it needs to be yeah and and feeling like I jumped and it didn't register as jump like this game was very responsive and very very tight in that regard which it couldn't have been anything less than a thousand percent on because it requires so much accuracy that you know if you fuck up it is on you based on you know if you hit the button or not there is no like weird input lag or anything like that it's very
3: responsive yeah
1: and and i love that you know you're able to respond to these like quick attacks and stuff like in the double fight but um i I did enjoy like the second half because i felt way more in control with the bullshit you had to fucking get through to get to the second half of the devil fight. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Like, now it's my turn to kick your ass. Yeah, um,
3: yeah. It's like, because I remember the way we went about it was we would save all our special special attacks and just unload on him yeah. once we, we got down there. And that, that would help a lot. Like, it's like that in a lot of boss fights where one form is, like, way more aggressive and more difficult than all the other forms. So we just have to save all our heavy firepower and our special attacks just to unload on that fight that's phase of the boss fight just to get through it as fast as possible.
1: And and I feel like the in, even in the game itself so like the first area maybe the first area and a half is very manageable but once you hit like that you know halfway midpoint to the game and then on like it just increasingly is just fucking uphill battle for all forms. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like one or two like the train for me seemed, wasn't as hard as like the other ones. But that was the one time I was like, man, this is way easier. But yeah, the, it you was... You're talking
3: about the Phantom Express.
1: Yeah. So like it, it didn't feel as difficult as like say some of the other levels. And that one actually had more fun than I think I had in all the levels. Because <laughs> I was like actually enjoying myself and feeling not as overwhelmed. And I felt mm-hmm. like I could see and deal with things quick enough and... and Yeah, but yeah, that's you
3: know. Well, I would manage. I I would be in charge of um, positioning the the rail car. I think because in the the Phantom Express fight, there's this mechanic where you're on a rail car and you have to move it in between any one of three spots before you know his next attack comes. Otherwise, you're gonna get smashed.
1: Um, One of the things too, like talking about stuff I didn't like about um, some of the gameplay, or yeah, the gameplay is. Man, I hated those flying levels so I love those. much.
3: Those call back to my old like Gradius Three Days, like Super Nintendo, where you're oh, like this, man. you're the little spaceship.
1: I could not see. I don't mind the size. It was the it was the notion of uh, you need to switch. You need to, you have to switch between your weapons, and they are very important. That you switch at Some the exact of them times are
3: way more stri- are like strategically yeah. viable than others. And for
1: me, for yes, me, sometimes. strategic. Um, or being, being like strategic and being in fast paced, um, type of situations do not go well. Like mm-hmm. I need to have something at a moderate level of speed to be able to, you know, be a little more like witty and be a lot more like able to like respond to, to plan out better. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in a high tense situation it, it like all logic and all kind of like I, just get, I get dumb yeah you panic I panic that's exactly why I don't like horror games because the moment you something bad is at, in your face I don't know what to do I can't think I don't know how to respond just And need that, to
3: learn to not panic
1: yeah well that's easier said than done so uh, you know that's like the thing with um, the flying levels is you're always in panic mode and you always have to switch out and be more I strategic love and See, I love that stuff it drove me crazy I, I, those are the levels I think I did the, the worst on um but yeah, I, I think that's my uh those are the ones I didn't like for, for gameplay.
3: Okay. One I definitely want to highlight though, and I can't remember exactly what fight I think it was there's a giant robot you end up fighting. Uh Doctor Kyle's robot. I'm pretty sure that's the fight. Where by the end of it, like you have to play a game of memory in the background. I hate that. He had, like, a match-to. There's, like, cards in the background, and you have to, like, match two. and if you match it, then, like, he... No,
1: that's the, um... You're thinking of the gam. It's a Gamble one, I thought.
3: That's a Gamble? Oh. Boss? I thought it was this boss for some reason. Oh, uh, I guess not Dr. Cal's Robot. Well, I'll have to look into which one that was. But you play, like, a game of memory, because there's, like, cards in the background, and you, like, you parry a card, and that reveals it, and you have to, like, parry another card to see if it's the same card, and then they disappear, like a game of memory... And then once you, like, solve the entire background, the, the enemy becomes vulnerable. Like, stuff like that was really cool, I thought. Like
1: I, All I know is I, I'm pretty sure it was part of the King Dice thing.
2: The King or, Dice gauntlet? Or
1: before that, a little before that. Because I remember it was later in the game, very late in the game. Okay. When those things happened. But, yeah, um, there were some really cool creative uh, stuff. Or, um, I guess... don't know like i don't want to keep saying gameplay but just there were really cool like ways to defeat bosses subtle mechanics yeah and i don't know like there's so much to kind of go over and it's also been a while since we like actually sat down and played the game but um it's just one of those things like just go in you and it's cool too because i feel you get to see the inspiration that they were drawing from like i feel like that's like such a mario callback is the little card game that you play trying to memorize the cards and stuff. So you see a lot of like your old school gaming um, references in there too, which is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Uh, Like the the way they do the roulette thing, King Dice is cool too. Like if you Hit the dice here, like the other dice spins, and if you hit it on three, you move three. Yeah. I thought that, that people
1: wheel. really didn't like that. I
3: love that. What are you talking about? It's so easy to manipulate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I well, like, I heard that um, before... I think this was patched in, but before you would be able... You know how if you hit the last, the last um, space on the little die thing that you'd have to go back and do it over? Yeah. That you would have to do that over and over again. Like, there was no, like, limit to it, and I guess they the um people who made the game made like a you can do it twice or something and then something happens that's not doing it all over again but i was like i never felt like we never got it i well, guess i was
3: doing all the parrying for the dice spinning yeah and, yeah at that stage and i i did it in the most efficient
1: way the best i'm saying like i don't ever f- i never felt like we never were in control of getting the numbers we we wanted like i always felt like we would always get the numbers we wanted we would yeah. hardly hit the, a number we didn't want.
3: Right, we, we I got through finding the least amount of bosses and getting all the help, and I never had to do it twice. And it, it was fairly easy. Like, I kind of not the greatest yeah. at it, but we did we fine.
1: Al- I, I also feel like people probably played that earlier on, and we didn't. We played it like maybe like a month or so after. So I mean, there's a lot we might have missed with with you know little openings. Sure, yeah. Well yeah, um is there anything else you wanna add to that before we move on? Gameplay.
3: For gameplay, not offhand no. I think I highlighted all the the fun mechanics I wanted to do or er, highlight.
1: Yeah.
3: Um Yeah, and I already said about the cool thing with the genie called Jimmy the Great. DJ Like Jin Jimmy. Oh my god. Anyway. There's a lot of cool little wacky puns in their names.
1: There's just a lot of weird, wacky dialogue and just terminology, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so kind of getting closer to the end of this. So what are your favorite moments, situations, levels, anything about the game in general? And one thing I had, which you mentioned earlier, um, that I thought was cool, is that there's those secrets in the overworld map, which is so fucking, like... I felt like a little kid again, like when I remember we walked behind something and I'm like, what, you, what? you're What you back there? What are you doing back there? Or, you know, we're walking around hidden bushes and like, oh, we just picked up free money in a fucking bush or a trash can or whatever. Yeah. Um, I love those things. That's just such a treat for me because it's so, uh, it doesn't really add too much, but at the same time, it adds a lot to the care. I feel like you see the care that, the care and details that the creators put into the game, with little nodes like that, or little like, not want to say mini games, but just little like activities in the overworld, which obviously is just to get to point A to B, but it kind of serves this cool little. If you're curious and you do this, you kind of get this mini reward, which is mm-hmm. kind of kind of neat, and still brings this like happy nostalgic feel of like, I found this fucking hidden flute in Mario. You know, it, it brings that feeling back.
3: Yeah, one of the the feelings i want to highlight from the game too is the run and gun levels when like th- when you're on your last hp and you're like gu- try hard mode your try hard mode in the last like third of the level where it's the most intense and you're just like you don't know what to expect it's your first playthrough and you're just going through and going through it's like you're you're in that in that panic mode that we were talking about earlier and it's it was just like so much fun and it was just so memorable just like going and like oh my god i'm gonna die to this no i didn- yeah this just barely missed me like i remember there was one uh, platforming level towards the end of the game, where I forget something's chasing you.
1: It was a uh, squid. You talking about the water one? Yeah,
3: uh, the squids is chasing you, and you got to jump on platform after platform. And you have some of them you have to um, air dash t- to reach them, but you have to like air dash precisely. You can't overshoot because you can't overshoot it, so you don't want to. Oh, maybe but you, you even have the
1: dragon one. Well, I don't know because there were like two of them. Something
3: was chasing you towards the end of the thing, There was like. I, th- I don't think I beat it that time, but just like that, that, that feeling you get, that rush of like, oh my god, I'm so yeah. close, I'm so close, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. die. Like, this game nails that, I think.
1: Yeah, I had that moment for sure, too, playing that. Because there were, like I said, near the end of the game, I was getting better at like not dying. <laughs> and I was able... There was, like, one or two of the run and dash thing where I was actually able to finish it on my own. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck just happened?
3: Those was, was one of the clutch times you came through.
1: Um, it's, it's fun. Like, And I'll say some of my favorite moments are literally just me and you saving each other and dying in the process of saving. And it just goes back and forth till like, we're, we start in the middle of the screen and by the end of it, we're at the top, barely getting each other. Like, there were times... Yeah. Like, I was practically off the screen, flying to my death, or, you know, ghost, ghosting away, and you somehow get me, and I'm like, how?
3: Did You can jump off the screen and save people. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, you can't go forever, but yeah, you can, you it can was, do...
1: It was bizarre, and, and some of those moments were, like, my favorite. I mean, like, obviously, there's a different, there's a different feel when you play alone, but, like, that was the one thing I really did love playing, you know, with you, was that we could have those moments of just ridiculousness of back and forth back and forth and or i'd barely get to you and save you and then like you win the game and i'm like see if i didn't save you then yeah. we wouldn't have been here
3: <laughs> yeah or like we'd go back and forth and we'd just barely like beat it um yeah like i'd save you then you would die and, and then you would save me whatever and then like we, we would use that to like, kind of like actually Finish the boss, you know, yeah. like this—that sense of like teamwork too is pretty good.
1: Yeah, that that was definitely a fun part about the, the game and the the experience of Cubhead was the teamwork because it does require to some level uh, a decent amount of communication and just understanding of. You know this person's there, so we gotta not be too far because we're getting low on <laughs> health and all that. But mm-hmm. I, I, I had a lot of fun in, in those regards with the game, and those are definitely gonna be like some of my favorite memories in game and even out. Just reacting to, you know, said boss or, you know, how many times we saved each other before we're finally back on stable ground fighting again. Um, and then obviously like the boss reveals were really fun and interesting and. Mm-hmm. um... Mm-hmm. It was fun sometimes watching like certain certain animations. Like I, I think you'd mentioned when we were talking before, that you really loved when the devil would jump into the pit hell. Like, yeah,
3: the, the the devil skeleton would just like jump out of his skin. And he'd yeah. be like, "Oh yeah, I'm out of here, bye!" And you would jump into the floor, and you'd have to follow. Yeah, him.
1: and I was like, "Man, what the fuck is going on?" Yeah,
3: just so, so many cool cool moments like that.
1: But yeah those are I think my some of my favorite mm-hmm. moments and levels well not really levels but just some of my favorite moments I don't really think I have a favorite level because they all were hard and terrible <laughs> but <laughs> um, I think it's, I'm more wrapped around the moments we had playing the game and just like the feeling of awe sometimes yeah all right so final thoughts replayability do you recommend it
3: uh start with replayability i don't remember how exactly to unlock this but i know there's like a super hard mode
1: hmm.
3: uh because you can like basically play the game in black and white and that like signifies that you're like oh you're in like super ass hard mode really yeah i forget how to unlock it though i think it's like even har- it's even
1: probably though- get an s on every single level something before.
3: like that there yeah it's not like super like stupid hard thing you have to yeah. do to even unlock like black and white even harder <laughs> super ass hard mode <laughs>
1: It's like kill yourself mode.
3: But like I want to try and go for that. Like I, w- I. And of course, you know we're talking about playing the game single player through. So I mean, I. Yeah. I would I would want to try that, and even talking about it right now, like I kind of want to go back and play right now.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely have dabbled in a few levels on my own, and I'm like, man, I suck. <laughs> 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 Just plain and simple.
3: Yeah, nothing like a good old session of cuphead to bring you down. Yeah. Or humble you
1: very true yep and would you recommend that oh, I totally
3: recommend it well I guess one of the, the things that you, you could knock against this game is the difficulty that a lot of people won't get to experience the entire game because it's too hard for them just straight up like if you're being realistic yeah um, it's not a game for everyone, although it, it looks like it's a game for everyone.
1: Which is exactly like my my f- my uh, fear when we first when I realized it and heard it was a hard game mm-hmm. was I was one of those people where I'm like I am terrible at hard games. How will I ever experience this? Well, you got me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got you to carry me through most of this game.
3: <laughs> but yeah, like I would I would recommend it that if it, if you look or if you are even remotely interested. In it just by looking at it then at least try it
1: yeah try it or i mean even do what i did find someone who's really good at those kind of games and help you through it there you go or if that's and uh, to be honest too like we played on normal well,
3: or... We played on... Regular mode. Regular, because... So,
1: with that said, there's e- there's an there's a easier mode that we could have went through that I probably would have obviously... Well, I would have been a lot more efficient on, but because I wanted the challenge and wanted to try and take the game in as it is, you know, I did that, I went that route. So, I mean it's just a matter of what you're what you want to put yourself through because there are routes to try something easier although Adrian said something about like you can't progress i don't know how true that is but
3: i I know there's something where you can't see the whole game in its entirety if you just play straight up simple mode
1: yeah so i mean it's it is what it is but if you don't think you are up for the challenge or don't want that frustration i don't blame you but I would really recommend watching someone else play it then if you don't take the route because there is so much charm to this game.
3: Yeah, and I think one of the big uh, uh, pros of this game, one of the most positive things, at least in my opinion, even though I said I hate how this game does its difficulty, it it sucks you in when you play like you die to the you die to a boss, and you see on a uh, like a progress bar how far into the oh, boss yeah. you are,
1: and it, it gives you this sense of determination almost.
3: Yeah, because you're like, oh man, I was like three more hits away from beating this boss. I was so close to the end, and it sucks you right and it gets you right back in. Like there's no. It pisses low time. you off
1: too at the same time because I remember we were like, how many times we've died at basically the finish line.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like what what I'm saying is like if. Maybe you will think it's too hard for you at first, and then, like, once you play it and try it, like, the, you'll just get sucked in, and the, the difficulty won't matter to you because you're just so sucked into to playing the game. Because, like, the loop of dying, learning something, and getting right back in there right away is, like, so uh, addicting. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how many times we, like, I don't know how many times we've tried a boss and tried to beat a boss, and you died so many times, we're like, okay, okay, well, like, five more times. We're, we're going to call it now. We're going to do it one more time. We're going to call it now. I want to do it one yeah. more
1: time. Nine times out of ten, we would eventually beat it. But we'd be so fucking broken by then. We'd be so exhausted or so mad. Um, like, we legit brought Ring in the new year of, to, of 2018 or to 2018 by beating that game. So, I mean, it was like an awesome feat in itself. You know, I felt like there was some amazing That's right. We beat this whole New Year's night. Yeah. Yeah. We were determined to not we let that game fall behind and enter 2018.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great game. Um, the aesthetic is amazing. And I definitely want to replay it. I have already started you know, replaying it again. And I mean, I'll probably chip away at it here and there, but... I probably should be more consistent. But anyways, I will. I definitely plan on replaying it myself, and I, I do recommend it. But if it is a game that's really hard, then just watch it. It is a treat to be involved with this game, regardless of your participation level. Mm-hmm. Um, as we were saying before, you know, it is hard to kind of take everything in while you're playing the game so if you do watch it you know you'll get the benefit of being able to enjoy the art enjoy every little crazy detail that's happening on screen without the stress
2: yeah that's
3: right
1: so yeah play it alright quick fire questions you ready
3: I guess so you got them Mm -hmm. okay
1: the first one is your favorite boss design
3: boss design Mm mmm if we're going purely on aesthetic design, then I will go with Kala Maria, the mermaid with the octopus on her head. <laughs> like, she just turns from, like, this, like, cutesy little mermaid with an octopus on her head. And she gets so evil by the end of it. <laughs> and I think the octopus, will, like, comes to life at some point. Yeah, and by the end, yeah, it's like a, yeah, like a little Medusa on her head. And she's got, like, the sharp fangs. Yeah, the sharp fangs. Yeah, because her um her body turns to stone, and just her head comes off, and you know, like you're in this cavern with all these um like all the different like sea underwater life on both sides. But yes, that would probably be my favorite. Anyway, sorry that was not quick.
1: And you yell at me. So my favorite boss design, I mean, there's plenty, but the one that was really magical <laughs> is. Hilda Berg. Hildeberg. And it's her final form, which is basically this crazy moon steampunk looking mm-hmm. character, which is really cool. Alright. What is your most frustrating boss?
3: The bee. Rumor Honeybottom was my most frustrating boss. I did not like that one at all. I hated the like I said, the verticality of it like having to climb up and up and
1: everything. I did not like Bepi the Clown. I think that's the Roller coaster one. I love that one. I fucking hated that oh, one. Oh, that one was cool. And the Devil was awful too. But fun, but awful.
3: Eh, they were much worse than the Devil, I thought.
1: Yeah, my, I think the Devil was more of my I didn't I couldn't respond fast enough. So maybe it's not the worst one, but mm-hmm. it was shitty the first part of it. Um most imaginative boss. Most I would still say the the um Hildeberg. Yeah, Hildeberg would be mine for most imaginative.
3: Most imaginative. Okay. Yeah, I'd say the most imaginative was probably Jimmy the Great, like all the different the different stuff he does.
1: I would have to agree.
3: Okay. Um. All
1: right. And what was your favorite weapon slash strategy? I
3: like, I like to spread fire, get up right in their face, and do as much damage as you can, and then once they start to throw stuff like just get out of there yeah like i didn't like uh shooting stuff from afar even though i'm like i kind of that's what i just fell back into a lot of the time but like my favorite strategy was just was just to get like up in their face with the the spread the spread shot
1: yeah i was i liked doing that as well and i noticed that we both ended up doing that and it became an issue because then we'd both get hit by shit by the Mm. same shit but um, yeah, I liked getting close up in the face with the spread shot. and I liked, I also liked the green bullets that followed. and I liked the dash, the dash and like poof disappear. The smoke bomb Dash. Yeah, I liked both of them a lot. Like I noticed, um, like the B level was when I got really good at it because you had to be really good at it there and um i enjoyed doing i enjoyed um using those a lot especially during the second half or near the end of the game
3: mm, okay yeah i i would agree with the the green like uh, like, like heat seeking yeah. shots cuz then cuz what what it does basically is you just hold down the button and it like just follows and hits the enemy and you don't even have to aim or anything yeah And like some of those, or some of the bosses, I was just like literally forced into picking that because I had to focus entirely on dodging. Yeah, yeah. So I would just hold down the button and just focus entirely on dodging and not worry about uh, aiming anything. So I know that if I just dodge long enough, that you, that would all be all you need to beat the boss.
1: Yeah, same. Very short, quick fire. But that's it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank y'all for listening. It's been a long one. We are one episode away, or, yeah, one episode away from basically doing 50 episodes, which is crazy, but not really crazy. <laughs> 50
3: episodes in, what, four or five years? What? Yeah,
1: right? That's crazy. I
3: know. We've been pumping them out.
1: Right? Um, and I've
3: got a lot of specials out there.
1: Yeah, well, there's, there's you know, plenty of specials and Halloween and...
3: Halloween, packs yeah. seasonal.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but with that said, um, we are going to basically start our kind of not new content, but we're going to go back to what we originally were doing, which was two games per episode one retro, one more newish. And if they are very relatable to one another, we will talk about them as one podcast. But we're going to go back to that format. And we're also going to implement little kind of tidbits on. I guess, like news stuff. Basically, if there's something interesting going on with news, gaming news, we'll kind of voice our opinions or say what we like or don't like about stuff. And that will be kind of like at the end of every podcast.
3: I imagine like if something comes up this year, like remember how last year like loot boxes were all the craze? Yeah. Like something big like that comes up. Like I would want to kind of get our thoughts out there on it.
1: Or a big delay or something like that. So yeah, well, we're, it's not, obviously we're not going to be groundbreaking news. We're just going to talk about our opinions about stuff. We will go back to our old format, old game, new game, and we'll sprinkle in a little bit of game news and opinions starting at episode 50.
3: And you heard it here first, episode 50, we will be covering 50 Cent, Blood on the Sand.
1: 50 cents
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the the artist, the rapper?
3: You ever play 50 Cent, Blood on the Sand? No nevermind
1: yes again thank you for listening it's been a while um if there are people still listening come say hi to us on twitter and all those other places um we hope to be a little more consistent the switch is gonna come up and that's probably what's gonna be taking over the next episodes 50 and beyond so look out for those if you have any recommendations for any games for switch let us know cause we are going to be all up in that shit
3: Although I got a few games I want to try myself.
1: True that. So do I. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up and I will send you off with plugs. If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, we are at Simon's Cake. If you want to get a hold of us on WordPress, we are simonscake.wordpress.com. And iTunes, we are Simon's Cake Games. If you want to send us an email, you can hit us up at simonscakegames at gmail.com. Our Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and Twitch are all Simon's K Games. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Lady Oddity.
3: And if for some reason you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Revenant Things.
1: Thank y'all for listening. Bye.
3: Peace.